on last week's Irrevelations. We're here for you, right? But stop f***ing lying on us. We know you did something f***ed up. God doesn't just ruin people's lives. Hey, the better Christian you are, the more likely Satan is going to want to challenge God to f*** you up. Because God is in control and it's all part of his grand plan. Like, yeah, 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 that's why he gives kids AIDS. He would crush me with a storm and multiply my wounds for no reason. Yeah, Job, he would. (laughs) I wish I had never been born. If only there was someone to remove God's rod from me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Nice. Before we turn to the word, I would like to say that I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God, I am America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Are you actually recording this time? I'm recording this time. Okay. We're talking shit about my dad and his Facebook posting. And so I got on Facebook to see if I could find what you were talking about. Right. And I have come across the most bizarre Facebook ad I have ever seen. (laughs) Okay. Maybe it's good. Maybe I'm I'm not going to download it, so it didn't really work. Okay. But it's for one of those golf apps. I'm not going to say the name of it because fuck them. Okay. It's for one of those golf apps. And it starts out, it's a video of a man about to kill his significant other, I guess. Okay. But to kill a woman with a chair by beating her to death. Okay. But then he looks over her shoulder as he's about to kill her. Okay. And he sees something on his phone and it distracts him on her phone because okay. she's playing a game on her phone. And then it cuts to like 20 seconds of gameplay and the golf thing. Never goes back <laughs> and explains what happens if he actually followed through or not. So so the premise is that he's an abusive husband who is yes. about to cold-blooded murder his wife. Yes. But this video game is so good Yeah. that as he's passing by, he's like, well, okay. He at least I'll let her live for 20 more seconds. I'll spare her until I can download the game for myself. Well, as soon as she sunk the hole, finally, she right. got it in the hole, right. that's when the whole thing cuts. So I'm assuming... He's like, all right, she got to finish her golf game. Now, That's a naturally. fucking hell of an ad. <laughs> now I will kill her. Probably, um, it, it was probably one of those honor killings. I'm sure she right. did something awful. Right, 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 right. She must have. Um, <laughs> we've got two things I want to talk about. Uh, before yeah. this. Before we get to the Bible, we are going to talk about well, um, Miley one of the One of them we agreed on, that one. The second thing, let's say it at the same time and see if it's the same thing that we're thinking. Okay. Three Two, one. Female Dr. Dave Seuss. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we'll talk about three things. Yeah. Um, Where do we start? There's so much. Uh, female. Well, I was th- you because I didn't plan on talking about it. So, but you talking about like a husband just about to beat his wife to death and then getting distracted over video games yeah. makes me think of that's a pretty common occurrence within female dating strategy. Which, uh, do you follow that? Do you know what's going on there? They kind of got flamed a little bit by like Huffington Post or some shit. Um, it's like women that are like pickup artists or, or MGTOWs no, it's kind the of. Opposite. But it's the opposite. I, oh, I, 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 female dating strategy, I lurk there often. Okay. Uh, I don't 
comment. Um, I respect the hell of the, I, I respect female dating strategy deeply. I actually okay, quite enjoy it? it. So female dating strategy is literally a place for women to discuss dating strategies in yeah. the modern age. Okay. Um, and that's it, really? But it's all like, basically, if I could boil it down, like, don't date men who watch so much porn that their dicks can't get hard. You know? Yeah. And sure. uh, don't date men who don't maintain basic hygiene or have any interest in washing their balls regularly, you know? All seems pretty common sense. Yeah. Don't date men who care more about playing video games and being lazy pieces of shit than getting a fucking job. All right. I'm, now I'm actually feeling attacked. <laughs> But my my point is, like, when you read it, it's such basic at its core. It's such basic sort of, like, you do you, girl. Yeah. Um, But from such an angry because 90% of men are shit type perspective. Yeah. uh, So when our incel got banned, they were like, oh, but female dating strategies up. So, so I can't. I, I don't want to date anything over fourteen years old before they become wasted out pieces of roast beef. But because they're saying that they won't date men who shower, uh, <laughs> th- th- that's okay. That's so, okay. So they're like, we're the same. They're equating Elliot Rogers to just like I don't know the ladies from Sex in the City or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's the crazy thing. And like, it's such a weird. And I think only because it's getting such traction, and maybe because it's kind of such a low-key dangerous for men types. It reminds me of that scene from Borat where they're driving in the car and he's like, what is women's rights? It's like, oh, it means women can choose who they have sex with. And he's like, what? And they're like, pretty good. <laughs> he's like, not for me. You know? <laughs> yeah. Where it's like the idea of women having agency and being choosy over who they have sex with and maintain relationship is somehow bad for society somehow. Uh, yeah, like there's what is it? What are those called? Negative rights or whatever? Like, <sighs> Men's rights? No, like Men's I think lit? it's called. There's something where like, uh, like an idea about like certain rights can infringe on someone else's rights. But they're obviously I'm I'm saying that's what yeah, they're taking true, from it somehow. Right, yeah. right. But like like the fact that like incels are like uh like I think that like uh, incels and MGTOW kind of coming from the point of view where yeah. uh women are all pieces of shit and we should be legally allowed to rape them. And then there's, oddly enough, female dating strategies. Like, no, no, see, that's what men actually think, and that's why we should stay the fuck away from them. You know? yeah. They're like, no, like how, you don't get to do that. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, how not fuck. to end up, like, in a river or yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, okay. or how, yeah, or how not to end up, like, 38 years old with three kids and your husband just ditches you for nothing and you're a stay-at-home mom who's wasted her life, you know, that kind of shit. But uh, yeah, that, I, I, it, it's one of my favorite things that is just absolutely getting shit on from all sides. And I'll tell you this, the the at least half of the Revelations podcast, I stand with you, female dating strategy. You'll stay away I'll from this low-value male. I'll tentatively uh, stand with them as well. Okay, until you find and out. I need to fact check that. but uh. I just need one of them to shoot up a barbershop as like some kind of reverse female incel. You know, like remember nice, how they... Nice, Like the yoga. Yeah, they kind of shot yeah, the yeah. yoga stand, just a reverse of that. Is it all the way spelled out? Female dating strategy. Yeah, our female dating strategy. Let's see. Top. Although you and I are not supposed to be there. (laughs) Okay. It's a female safe space, but I I I lurk. I lurk hard. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I don't I don't comment on Reddit. I don't really use Reddit anymore at all. So, um, 
All right, so we covered that. We've solved the female problem. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, only the comment so far is leave them alone, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so why? Wait, why are they getting roasted then by BuzzFeed? I, like Huffington Post called it or like Huffington a Post. cynical hate speechatorium, because it is true they do fucking kind of hate men. There, there is that. It's so? from the point of view of like, hey, I want to find, and that's kind of where I kind of, I argue with your wife about this a lot, where I argue that it's the. Yeah opposite side of the coin of the MGTOW crew, you know, yeah. where they all agree that the only thing that the other, that, that, that relationships are transactional and that you have to be careful who you date so you can get the most from them, et cetera, or that they can't get from you, you know, whereas like sure. MGTOW is like, oh, women are void, beefy, or roasties, whatever you call what they call them, roasties, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ro- uh, roasty uh, slabs of meat that are only good for sex and all they want is your sperm and your money. Whereas like, Female dating strategy is like, dude, men are absolutely worthless pieces of shit, and all they're and good for are sperm and money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, and, but they're right. They're right. And they're not. They're not wrong. I, I, I honestly, I agree with both sides. Uh, all sides. True. Yeah, all humanity is wasted. I love yep. when you fight with my wife. You know why? Because <laughs> every minute you're arguing with each other is a minute that I don't have to spend talking to either of you. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's talk. Uh, do we want to talk about Dr. Seuss? Everyone knows about that. No, I mean, we'll, we'll sum it up in, in 30 seconds. It's fucking stupid that Republicans are standing up for Dr. Seuss against Dr. Seuss. It's his foundation censoring books. The idea that this is somehow like a leftist political, like they're trying to attribute it to Biden and shit. I don't understand yeah, it at all. That's the funniest thing. So uh, I guess Dr. Seuss's book spiked in sales on Amazon. Right. Because obviously people right. are fucking stupid and went out and buy books that are not being discontinued, right? right? That are right. going to continue to publish. I'm going to buy Cat in the Hat listen, to show them the use. Giving you money, are able to do that, yeah. Giving money to the people who did, in fact, do the canceling. All right, right. let's be clear. They're giving money to the publisher. The publisher is the group that canceled some of the books, and then not only that, saying "Good job, Joe Biden, you did this." <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense at all. Not even on the slightest fucking level. And then Ted Cruz spinning into this thing where he's like, well, I hope Joe Biden doesn't cancel my book and cause its sales to go up. It's just so (laughs) disconnected from... He did that. He said that on Ironic. But Uh, but also just so transparent, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that he was doing some cash grab. I wonder... And this is something... I can't remember who I was talking with. Maybe I was talking on on Call of Duty because I know we spoke about this, but I don't think we ever recorded it. But I wonder if in future like marketing programs at college, they will have sort of like political counter propaganda as a marketing strategy, you know, like yeah. we lived in the age of guerrilla marketing, you know, where yes. like uh, uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force would plant a bomb underneath a bridge, be like, we're coming out with a movie, you know, and people would freak out. And they're like, oh, yeah, guerrilla marketing. Remember Cloverfield? And now we've we've evolved past that stage to where all you have to do is pretend that liberals don't want it to happen. <laughs> and then you sell, you're just like, Oh, yeah, you're selling a million, my pillows. Yeah. This is how, yeah, this is how we're going to sell pillows. How are we going to, how are we going to sell this applesauce? Uh, let's claim that the Holocaust didn't happen. And then <laughs> when the liberals try to cancel us, <laughs> Tucker Carlson will jump in and say, this is the best hot sauce to the uh, uh, applesauce I've ever had. And then we'll make a million dollars. One million dollars. <sighs> And applesauce sales. Yeah. Did you see there was the, uh, you probably didn't. This is a little niche. There okay. was the, uh, it's a conservative Jews of Dallas. It's like a group <laughs> okay. in Dallas. Right. And uh, Nothing I guess bad some ever guy happens was, in Dallas. 
Nope. So I guess some guy was interviewing them. Okay. Uh, interviewing one of them, like one of their leaders. And he was like asking about the mask mandate. Because, you know, obviously masks are off now in Texas again. Right. Um, <clears throat> Except in Friday. Austin, which uh, is being sued for or some shit. Oh, no. Man, did you see the lady in Galveston get... Uh, she got like tasered. tackled and handcuffed in a bank yeah. because yeah. she. They're like, you have to wear the mask in the bank. She's like, no, the governor said I don't. And anyways, so he's like, Texas this, cares deeply about their freedoms. He, he said this conservative Jews of Dallas thing, interviewing them about masks and saying, well, you know, what about like Australia and New Zealand where they've been able to basically eliminate COVID? He, and this Jewish guy with conservative Jews of Dallas is like, oh yeah. We should turn into a concentration camp like those places. And, uh, and of course the- <laughs> okay, the famous Australian Holocaust, yes? Yeah, yeah. So, of course, that quote gets published, right. obviously. Right. And, uh, and uh, the conservative Jews of Dallas come after him. They're like, oh, he fabricated quotes. And so he just posted the interview, which he had recorded. <laughs> He's like, no, it's right. It was funny. But they really thought they were going to just say he lied. I, don't I mean, know. they it's- probably can, though. I think that's the that's the shitty thing about being alive today is that he they probably can. Oh, probably enough people will believe them. Yeah. I no, nobody yeah. nobody reads anymore. But they do not have a libel case because, right, yeah. again, he, he, he made receipts. that up. All you have to do is say that he took it out of context or something like that. That's what they did for Trump for years. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of that ambassador who was claiming that there was like no go zones in like uh, Amsterdam and stuff. Or was yeah. it is Amsterdam or something like that? Uh, Sweden, I think. Sweden, something like, where the Muslims are just taking over and instituting Sharia law and, and creating a Christian persecution task force or whatever the fuck i wish and they were like didn't the, you just say that chief yeah i know Unironically. but um but like you said there were no goals and he's like oh i never said that that's fake news they're like here's the videotape of you saying he's like no i didn't uh, <laughs> it's brilliant doesn't matter uh, we, we gotta get to the show but there is one more thing we have to talk about yes. Milo yadonopoulos no longer gay welcome back to the lord's light my brother Welcome and back. He is. Welcome back. And his living uh <laughs> his roommate now. Yeah, his roommate now. His former husband. Former husband. Yes, they're former married. Former husband. Now, but now roommate. no longer knowing each other in the marital way, I suppose. Right. You, right. You think they can Okay, let's real quick hypothetical. Yeah, let's talk about You're gay married. Obviously yes. God's not okay with that, right. right? But you are you come around to the conclusion that okay, God doesn't want me to do this. So you call it off, but you keep living with your husband. Right. You can throw him a bone every now and then, and it's cool, right? That's like a minor sin. Um, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I think so. I, I, I feel like if you do it knowingly, like, okay, obviously we're good roommates. We're going to fuck every now and then because we're yeah. that good roommates, you know. That, that's wrong. But I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if, like, there's just a game of Twister out all the time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, they just finished breakfast, like, up for a game of Twister? Like, that's our third game of Twister today. <laughs> uh, oh, my clothes keep falling off. <laughs> oh, naked lubed Twister. That's nothing uh, wrong with that. That's just two dudes having a good time, you know? And I just happen to wear assless chaps around the house. <laughs> I would love it if, like, he just moved to, like, Dubai or some shit, you know, where they yeah. where that's just what, how it's done, you know? You're just like, oh, this is my good buddy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we fuck, but it's fine. Yeah. 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 Throw, throw, throw Dubai under the bus as well. Inshallah. But, um, I, I, so what... So that's there's more to it, of course. So, so Miley Novels He's is, consecrating himself to, I believe, St. Andrew? 
It's sub. Is he Catholic? He must be. If that. Yeah, because I first read it in LifeSite News, which I they were the one when we had a Twitter back in the day. (laughs) I used to troll them incessantly. I think I got blocked from them. Maybe incessantly. Ha! They uh, they're like the worst news site in on the planet. I highly recommend going there. LifeSite News, of course. It is a Catholic only hardcore MAGA um, news site, right? It's like Perfect. anti-pope. That's how you know it's the good Catholics. <laughs> um, yeah. Of course. Ooh, their headline now even. Top of their website. Milo, quote, Dear white liberal women, I'm coming to take your toys away. I don't even want to know what that means. It just sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what? What could that oh, it's be? Cause, it's because he can't fuck his husband anymore, so he's going to literally go take their sex toys for himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, by the way, I now that I don't want... I mean, that's not a sort of fucking Catholic kind of... Well, I'm not even Catholic, but I guess I'd just say Christian. You know, like, well, since I don't need it, then you guys can't have it. Now that I'm off dildos, I, they need to be illegal. I assume that's what the article's about. Now, I, it can't it could mean be about actual different. toys. Uh, he warns white liberal women that he's on a new mission to help gay men journey out of homosexuality. So he's like a Pied Piper type okay. situation. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I don't know what toy. It doesn't mention actual sex toys. Who knows? Maybe he uh, thinks he that, like... He, of course, mentions being sexually abused by a priest when he was 13. Of Great. course. But if I'm not uh, mistaken, Miley Yiannopoulos claimed that he was the predator in that situation. Yes. That he went out of his seduced. way to seduce a priest. That poor priest. Yeah, that poor guy. <sighs> that in sounds the, like an Oscar-winning uh, film, honestly. Uh, reach out. See if we can get the film rights. <laughs> Spotlight 2. <laughs> Spotlight 2, but we get like just a really young-looking porn star. And we, oh, we no. film, and it's literally, okay, 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 it's literally okay, okay. 10 minutes. Okay. It's literally 10 minutes of story, and then 90 <laughs> solid minutes of just, like, the, the priest pounding. being tied to the bed. He's like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's time for you to get some fucking Milo in you. you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that movie already exists in one form or the other. It probably does. But, I mean, I want to bring the kind of quality we bring, you know, as we yeah. never filmed a porno. Sure. It could be our first break. A new eye. Breakout. A new breakout. Sometimes you need to mix up what's, you know, who's pulling the strings. Um, right. Uh, also, I, I heard that, and this is the thing that's even funnier. I mean, so so the whole point is he's like, yeah, I used to be gay. Yeah. And then I fixed myself somehow. I ain't Correct. no gay no more. Yeah. And now I'm going to become a proponent for conversion therapy. Correct. <sighs> Here's what which I'm is, worried about. Which is outlawed in... Most places, but Here's, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's what I'm worried about. Do you think when he fight, let, let's put bets on how long it takes for Miley Annabelle to become gay again? I'm gonna say three years, and I mean, I, I think he's still gay. I just think well, like till yeah, he gets caught, you know, underneath an overpass. It's going to be directly related to something that makes him money. Like I think he's probably the immaculate idea, purest form of a grifter. Oh yeah, you know. That you got him, you know, you've got him, you got libs that are grifters, you got conservatives that are grifters. He's just so fucking good at well, it. Well, he was just the gay white Candace Owen. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's their token. Like, oh, see, we have one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, see, look, we got one of the good well, ones. We got one yeah, of the I mean, good they ones. Have I wouldn't invite him to ca- dinner, but. Log cabin Republicans have been a thing, which are gay Republicans, which yeah, is a. Is, are they being really on the nose with that? Is the log cabin a reference to like stacking penises up? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I do. I don't know. I don't know what the log cabin refers to. Are they saying Abe Lincoln was gay? That would be cool. That would be cool. No, I don't. Log cabin Republicans. Let's Google it. Let's let's figure it out. No, (laughs) tell me. End of the episode. End of the episode. We're going to. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll, We'll break down. I'm going to figure out what Anyways, oh, I misspoke, by the way. He consecrated himself to St. Joseph, not St. Andrew. Who the fuck? I don't know any of these people. He said, well, it's Is Joseph, that the guy that got the rid of the father of, of Jesus. Uh, the father of Jesus. He says, in this time of gender madness, devoting myself to the male protector of an infant Jesus is an act of faith in God's holy patriarchy and rejection of the capital T terror of transsexuals. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what a fucking lunatic. Dude. What a fucking man. Imagine, imagine you decide you're going to stop being gay just as a way to attack trans people. As if, as if you're not already king freak, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, is that is that the only one he feels he can punch down on? Like, he's like, yeah, I fucked a priest. I had t- I literally sexually assaulted a priest when I was thirteen. But at yeah. least I ain't no fucking he she <laughs> lady yeah. boy. You know? That's what he's going I for. I mean, I guarantee he's fucked lady boys. So he's even man. just more of the hypocrisy. That doesn't matter. Yeah, the man is a walking contradiction, of course. Right. And uh, do you know, what? I'm gonna say it. Wish him best. <laughs> you know what? Uh, yeah, I too wish him best. I hope he gets some very confused coups. I'm all about him stealing money from conservatives. You know? I, yeah, I, I do love that. I like that. I, I love that Steve Bannon got a fucking pardon for stealing from Trump supporters. I Nothing warms the cops better. You know? Yeah. Why do why do why do good things happen to bad people for the third Ooh. episode in a row? <laughs> yeah. That's the only question we ask. Fourth episode. I was gonna say, Damn, we've been on this forever. Yeah. Um things are getting a little weird between Job and his current roommate, I guess you could say. <laughs> there we go. Uh welcome to the Revelations podcast. I'm Cole Delusky. I'm Grant DeVoice, and this is episode 126. Yeah, we always just ch- I like that we always along. pause to remember. It's not like we've got it written down anywhere. No, I came prepared, because I just had to oh. fix the mistake oh. in the last episode. So that's right. That's why. Um, this is, yet again, the story of Job and his friends who are dicks. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 I find myself just getting more and more excited. I, I This, the Job stuff is like... It's dragging on. It's a lot of the same old, same old, but I guess there's some nuance. I'm not sure. I guess I can see why when people describe this book, they really do truncate it down and just remove a lot of this part. Yes. Yeah, you always hear, at least in my stance, I've always heard, yeah, the story of Job is mostly about him losing all this stuff. That's what you really hear about. And then, oh, yeah, and his wife and his friends, like, abandoned him, which isn't really the case. See, um, I didn't even, wife, I, I, I never heard that context, and I only ever heard well, not the, that they abandoned God, him, but that they, God destroys him and then rewards him. I, I heard, rather, that his friends and wife turned on him, which, again, that's not the case either here. It's more that they're just giving bad advice. Um, What's what we're weird doing is, this, I, I don't know, I... The idea of anyone reading this book and being like, oh, that his his unfaithful friends and wife who turned on him, but turned on him in the same way that you just see every day today now, whenever, you know, when anyone falls from grace in the church. Yeah. That kind of like just grief counseling. You, where, you know, oh, she's divorced now? Uh, I'm not interested in maintaining a friendship with her. Yeah. 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 Oh, he hangs out with Cole? 
Yeah, I don't think so. So that did happen too. So the tale of the tape has been first he gets pummeled by Eliphaz and then Bildad, and now stepping into the ring for this fucking WWE extravaganza is none other than his third and final friend that we'll be meeting here, Zophar. I guess there's another guy later, but this is part of the holy trinity of shitty friends. Eliphaz, Bildad, and now Zophar. One thing that I was expecting as we came to this third friend, or even with the second one as we continued, I was expecting the arguments to get more refined, to get more sensical, um, to kind of like start to make more sense to me, right? I was expecting that as he, you know, backhands off his, his friends as they try to explain to him how he should feel, I thought that they would kind of start coming at him more correct, if you will, and that's like not that they what's would learn here. from the experience and like adjust. Yeah, it seems like instead though they're devolving. Like so far, <laughs> this guy seems like just angry. I don't know, like an idiot. I, I, let, let, let's kind of sum up. Well, okay. So first of all, Zofar's name means young bird. Uh, so and he, so he and there's he's a Twitter freak. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think the sort of interpretation is that the other two guys get more screen time and their arguments make more sense because they are the wiser of the two. And Zophar kind of represents arrogance and sort of ignorance and sort of like reliance on self kind of thing. Okay. Um, I can see that. Let's sum up the argument thus far. Like his buddies come in and Eliphaz is like, Hey, bad things happen to bad people. Good things happen to good people. This is known. So ergo, if you are suffering, it is because you have sinned. Yeah. And then Bildad kind of says, okay, we already understand that you must be a sinner. That's what Eliphaz already established. So what my point is, he's like, okay, we know you're a sinner. So what you need to do is repent. Yeah. And then Job is like, no, I didn't sin. I swear to God, I'm fucking innocent. And now kind of Zophar's coming up in here, kind of with the argument of who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Like, why are you lying to us? We, the, the problem yeah. is that you sinned and now you're digging yourself deeper. Zophar is being straight up disrespectful to this guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> like the, it feels like the gloves are off a little bit, um, but it's still the most impotent at the same time to me. It's kind of funny. It's like this really impotent rage. He's slinging at Job, just mad to hear Job now twice refute people that were accusing him. More or less. I, you know what it reminds me of? And, and, we'll, and we'll get into it in a second. But it, it reminds me of... I think when you when Christians are arguing their point, they tend to rely on sort of established, established tropes that within their circle of friends and their circle of people, like-minded individuals, that they just stand on their own, you know? And that you establish them as facts and everyone all agrees on it. So you never really touch on those core foundational truths. And Job is kind of coming from the point of view of like, no, no, no. I'm telling you the things you understand about God and your sort of explanations and assumptions, they must be broken because you're, you're basically saying like, we know this is what God is like and he wouldn't do it to you if you weren't a sinner. And he's like, but I didn't sin. So you're assumption must be flawed yeah and and zophar is kind of coming from the point of view of well it's 
my mind is breaking because we already told you God doesn't punish good people. You keep arguing against it, and I don't really beyond just he's being a, like he's out of um, cards. Yeah, yeah. You know, th- th- this is against. What are you talking about? Are you trying to say that God would make a mistake? Because he obviously wouldn't. You and- know, I'm reading way too much into this. <laughs> okay, but that's kind of fun to do sometimes. Um, okay. Something that hadn't occurred to me until just now, as you were saying that, is that in their world, and they earnestly believe it, presumably, something bad happens is because of something bad you did, right? Mm-hmm. A cow dies, it's probably because you like you had a lustful thought or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Oh, the the bricks on your house crumble and your house falls down. Oh, man, you did some bad shit, right? Right. So they believe that. That's the premise they're working on. Job lost all of his children, all ten of them, by tornado, like obvious acts of God. Right. All his cattle wiped out, all his earthly wealth. Get the fuck away from him. He is clearly a child serial killer (laughs) at best. Right, 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 right. Like, why would you... (laughs) If you think that God doing bad things to you (laughs) is in response to something you did, you have to know that Job is the most evil man on the planet. Think about it. Right. I mean, I I don't know. Meryl Streep still defends Roman Polanski, so who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's true. And he anally raped a little girl. Um, but, uh, I, I get any chance you get, you got to remind the audience. Polak's no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the one director we all looked up to. <laughs> Let you down. Right. Okay. Sorry. And also, and I know we've touched on this. We're going to keep reiterating it. I, I think the other thing is, of course, these three think good things happen to good people. Bad things happen to bad people because they have good lives. So it's that justification, you know, and you see this all over. They're like, obviously, it it also justifies your viewpoint on poor people and and weak people and people who are injured. You know, it makes sense to say, well, I don't really need to worry about them. My life is good, which validates that I'm a good person and poor people and. You know, shitty people and people that with injuries and stuff, and the blind and the infertile and the the the, the, the mentally handicapped or whatever. That yeah. there's something that they did to deserve this, which means that all my bounty is not just like it's not it's deserved. You know. Yeah, it's why you were so quick to be cool with me getting injured. Right. I was like, yeah, because you're like, <laughs> God did this. Listen, I was like, I was like, he definitely has a drinking problem. So. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> Let's talk specifically about what Zophar has to say. Um, the man comes out swinging. Are all these words to go unanswered? Is this talker to be vindicated? Basically, like he, he sounds like a, a hype man for, a, again, a wrestling match or something. It's, it's very... I guess. I, I almost get the vibe of like uh, that cop in Colorado who showed up to that autistic guy having a meltdown. And he's like, we ain't got time for this. Get the gun. And then just shoot him. Oh, Elijah McClain? Uh, not Elijah McClain. There was another one. They didn't one. shoot him. They strangled him or they something. They strangled him. No, there was a there was a cop who showed up for a um, autistic guy having like a a, a fight with his oh, family. Oh, at a bus stop or something. No, oh, that, no, he was in the house. Not. He was fighting with his family. They called nine one one. Like he's getting a little bit crazier. Can we get some help with them? And a detective shows up and goes, "We don't have time for this." And then just shot him. Wow. Uh, like no, wrestled to the ground that. and shot him. But that's what I think that's, of Zofar. I think of like like there's an argument going on, and then he just yeah. shows up with all the wrong energy. <laughs> Sure, sure. A cabinet. Um, yeah, so he, he's just basically yelling at, at Job, like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what you're going to say? You're going to, you know, you're borderline blaspheming here. Um, making a lot of weird arguments. Uh, he, he even explains, you know, God knows so much 
that he's forgotten some of your sin, which I don't even get that as a point to make. Basically, the point is like everyone agrees you did it wrong. I, I think Zophar maybe takes a, a harder tack because he's like, you know, you keep saying you didn't do shit, but I swear to God, if he were here right now to say what you did, you would fucking know. I mean, it would blow your fucking mind what you did. Um, if God were here and opened his lips against you, that he would show you the secrets of wisdom, for they would double your prudence. Know, therefore, that God extracts from you less than your iniquity deserves. So he's like, listen, not only am I so sure that whatever's going on with you, you earned, which, by the way, again, like you mentioned, what the fuck? Like, like yeah. an entire genocide on his family and destruction right. of his property. But also that I bet you it's less than you deserve. Like, you got off easy. Yeah, Having yeah. your entire family killed and all your wealth destroyed, I would just take that on the nose like you got off lucky. Yeah, he let you have this bitch of a wife, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I would imagine, like, Zophar's just an incel. Like, it's just one of those things where it's just like, he sees all this going on, you can still get pussy, right? So you're <laughs> privileged over me, actually. It's like... <sighs> Yes, I always was. <laughs> I would even fuck a girl in a wheelchair, but I still can't get hurt. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you're really going for the incels today. Huh? <laughs> I love them. It'd be crazy if we lost all our listeners from this. Like it turned out that was the only people listening to our show. Uh, no, nah, they're not welcome. Um, okay, so, no, I think they are. If you're listening to this, you're a fucking incel, and Cole hates you. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he just goes on and he does like a big. First off, he. Uh, reminds Job how helpless he is in the eyes of God, like that he has no power and he needs to shut the fuck up if he knows what's good for him. And then the last, uh, what, seven, eight verses are just the spiel on, basically, it's a master class on how to blame the victim, I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you, you know, if you had done this, if you had worn something else, you know, if you had just, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, type of stuff. And that's that's all he really has for Job. None of it. It's all weak shit. Was my point. At the I beginning. mean, they both kind of make the argument like, "We know you sinned. Stop lying to us. Yeah. Repent, and God will make this right." Which I I I, I kind of want to bring up because, and I think you see this a lot. And I'm not quite sure. I, I think one of the confusing things about this story is how much of it is. I think we're supposed to understand. That the three friends, their arguments are shit, but they are coming from a place of misunderstanding the word of God. And ironically, they agree with Satan. Satan Well, what word of God? Well, I, 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 yeah, okay. So maybe it predates the Bible, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, but maybe the notion of him or something or the colloquial, the the colloquial zeitgeist of what he is, you know, is like. But the nature. I think the whole point is that the beginning of this story was God being like, look, look at how much Job loves me. And Satan being like, yeah, of course he loves you. It's an exchange for all the goodness you bring him. And Job's three friends are like, dude, you have to worship God because God will give you good things if you do. So they're all allied in the kind of this idea of worshiping God as a transaction that do it so that you get rewarded. So that in 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 effect, the devil was sort of right, not for Job, but for but for the nature of these other people, for the way that I guess they're all thinking, and probably the way that Job was thinking. And maybe that's why maybe that's why God chose Job to have the bet on because it was the one guy that would have passed. Because if he had done this shit to any of the other three, you know, presumably they would have broken. Yeah, right. That is interesting to think about. That uh, 
it almost starts to lend some credibility to this whole goddamn mess. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, and maybe I think that's one of the things I've heard of, like people like, you know, you have to go to church, you have to worship God. It's it's because of all the things that it will give you. Because I don't know, honestly, I kind of wonder beyond that. I've not heard of even from these three guys. I understand Job's point of view of I have to worship God because I feel utterly powerless compared to him. You know, like I feel trapped on the planet. I was born into a world I didn't choose to be born, and I'm stuck here, and I recognize that God makes all the rules, so that's why I fear and worship him, because I have no choice effectively. And the other guys are kind of like, yeah, and also you'll get a cookie. Well, the real takeaway, I think, from this, the message that I think is being sent here, is that, yes, you have a contract with God, and you have to do good things and be good and be pure of heart and follow the rules. That is contractually obligated of you to lead a good life. God's end of the contract has a stipulation that, yes, if you're good, he's probably going to take care of you. And if you're bad, he's probably going to punish you. But he is not held to these like a man is. He exists. Basically, it's he's like a, a the master on a plantation, right? He can right. be nice to the slaves that are good. He can be bad to the slaves that... I'm not going to say that any slaves are bad, but you know he gets no, to choose how to. Slaves. What if one he of them gets to choose how to treat them? And drops sure, some if eggs they, or something. If they yeah, if they work hard, he's probably going to reward you with whatever. He's like but one he bag of cotton. Yeah, he's setting himself up as a. I think, and, and there's a lot of people that believe that. Uh, or there's there's philosophers and, and theologians that have set up Christianity as a slave religion, mm-hmm. like and that kind of affirms this. I think. I, I, I would agree with that almost. I mean, just, again, kind of coming from, from a colloquial modernist take of the idea of, no, you need to come to church. You need to worship God because you're not going to get into heaven if you don't. Yeah. And this is a way to salvation. And, and if you want to lead a good life, you'll marry the way we tell you. You'll have sex the way we tell you. You'll do the things we tell you to do because that's what it takes to know true love and to be happy and to have a yeah. good life, blah, 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 blah. You know? Sure. What also is interesting is the people now that seem so sure that they understand the nature of God, mm-hmm. and then to consider it in context of this book makes them stupid by their own writing, by their own fucking, you know, word. I, I, and I think that's kind of the irony is that I didn't expect Job to be the one that kind of, that this book to be the one that kind of takes all the arguments you hear throughout your entire life, and then it's like, oh yeah, that's what Satan would say. Yeah. They agree with Satan. Yeah. Satan says you should worship God so that good things happen for you. You know, he agrees that, with that. Yeah. Capitalism, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a meritocracy, uh, a religious meritocracy. Right. Job should just pick it. himself up by his fucking bootstraps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Job is so pissed at this one that he doesn't do the normal two-chapter reply. We're going to get fucking three chapters in a row. Of Job shouting down his boy Zophar. Lucky us. So buckle up. Uh, Yeah, we're going to probably breeze through a lot of it, but uh, there's some good points to be made in here. So first off, you know he means business when he opens up with pure fucking snark. I think it's the first real uh, sarcasm we've seen from one of his arguments. It's not the first sarcasm we've seen in the Bible, but... From him, though. I think he has genuinely... I I, I think, yes, he's, he's kind of... I feel like his previous reproaches 
were one of, hey, man, have some goddamn empathy. Yeah. And now he's and now like he's actually up. pissed. Like, all right, yeah. I, I, I see you guys are pieces of shit. Zofar, the one guy I thought I could trust to not be a cunt is yeah. coming at me the hardest. All right, that's it. I'm fucking, now I'm angry. Cash yeah, they outside. killed his dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joe Boyk is in the house with a pencil. Uh, so he says, this is awesome. He says, doubtless, you are the only people who matter and wisdom will die with you. So already he's like, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot you guys hold all the keys to knowledge. It's pretty good. Oh, I didn't realize the king of wisdom was in the house. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I would have put out better cups. You know, like, <laughs> I don't have but any more cups. I'm out of cups. I they were destroyed in the fire. But if I did, he Im- immediately uh, pivots back to sincerity, telling them, "Look, guys, I've got a mind just like you. I'm not inferior to you. I'm a smart dude. All right. You think you're better than me? Yeah. Uh, he's saying I've become a laughing stock to my friends, which is, I guess, kind of true because uh, they are sitting here thinking that he is a fucking joke. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. He's, he's, again, trying to, to explain that he's blameless. Um, and then he, he, he makes an interesting pivot that uh, it ends up being a little cucked, if I'm being honest. Okay. So first, he he says, ask the animals, and they'll teach you. The birds in the sky, they'll tell you. Speak to the earth, and it will teach you. Or let the fish even inform you. Uh, which of these do not know that God did this to me? So he's like, yeah, I know God did this. Shut the fuck up about that. I understand that this wasn't random chance. What you don't understand is I totally didn't deserve it. Like <laughs> he's trying to he's trying to make sure they understand where he's coming from. Basically, like resetting. It, it, it does sound like he's arguing with idiots. Maybe and maybe idiots is the strong term. Maybe more like brainwashed stooges. Yeah, you know, because they're so convinced. And again, it, it's I, it seems like they're convinced because it's crucial to their worldview that. Bad things happen to bad people. Good things happen to good people. Our lives are great, which means we are good. And that homeless guy, he is bad. He did something to earn that. That's yeah, that's course. why God made him like that. So yeah. for Job to be like, no, I'm trying to tell you guys, I did nothing to deserve this. My life sucks now, and I didn't. I didn't earn this. I did everything the same as you guys. It kind of makes the. It kind of shatters the pedestal that they've put themselves on you know the idea that this could happen to me would almost be an existential threat i would think to these guys to them yeah that it could happen to them for doing nothing wrong i'm trying to remember i I think it was from ricky gervais's movie where he couldn't tell a lie you remember that yeah yeah or he could tell well he could tell a lie but no one else could could and there was just a homeless guy on the on the side of the corner on the side of the corner on the corner of a street being like i don't know why i I don't have a home and you do or what the difference between us is, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that that kind of argument of like, well, you know, what is the difference between us? Is it just luck? Is it just happenstance? Is it just random bullshit? Or, you know, are we trying it's to scary. believe there isn't order? Yeah, it ties back into that thing I said about the, the World War II pilots, you know, not having PTSD while the gunners would. Like, you want to be in control of your destiny. You want to be able to take credit for the good things. For sure. Um. The reason I said that the rest of it's a little cucked is because right after saying, yeah, I know God did all this, he goes on a fucking like 15 verse spree about how great God is uh, <laughs> after affirming that God did this to him. So it's it's like that he realizes that even now, even as confused as he is 
with why God would do this, he still wants to make damn sure that God doesn't think he's being blasphemous. Like he doesn't want any more punishment doled out. That's that's for sure. I, I guess you know he sounds like an abused child with a yeah. violent stepdad. <laughs> let's who, bring it back. We let's always got to bring back, bring back bring violent back. stepdad. God. Because he's like, yeah, I understand. I have no control over my life. I understand I have no authority, and at any moment, my dad could come home drunk and just beat the ever-loving shit out of me. And all his friends are like, yeah, well, you probably deserved it. He's like, I'm telling you, I don't. I just play video games and eat healthy. That's all I try to do. you know. And he just comes <laughs> up and just kicks the shit out of me. And I'm trying to tell you, the problem is with him, but I don't want him to hear me say that. But he rocks. He's great. He's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love everything about him. Even though he kicks the shit out of me for nothing, trust yeah. me. Yeah, trust me. There's nothing. I, I, there's nothing I love more, honestly. Yeah. Just, it, yeah. Cucked little abused kids. <laughs> 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 I do feel bad about saying that about him. Uh, that's that's the end of twelve, right? But he keeps rolling into thirteen. Um, he said, "My eyes have seen all this. My ears have heard it and understood it. What you know, I also know, right? I'm on the same page as you guys. I worship God. I love Him." Yeah. I know he did this, but let's get down to brass tacks. Um, well, actually, before he gets into that, he he once again drops a bomb on his friends. Uh, verse five. If only you would be altogether silent for you, that would be wisdom. Damn. He says, <laughs> if you shut the fuck up, that's the smartest thing you could say. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but he says, yeah, even though, yes, I know God did this and all that. Um, you need to understand I, I didn't I didn't do this is is the is the main point. Um, he actually says that he would like to, for God to come down. Is that here? Well, I was gonna say probably my favorite line is verse twelve. Your yeah. platitudes are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. That's uh, Job thirteen twelve for anyone who wants to use that on Facebook. Um, yes, but you know, just kind of the whole point. It just seems like you've got these three guys, and we all deal with it. That, that concept of people who quote the Bible as if it makes them wise and are like speaking is like, well, this is what God planned is blah, blah, blah. And you're like, dude, I'm trying to tell you your platitudes, the, the nonsense high road bullshit that you're constantly spouting is fucking nothing to me. I think an, an even better verse to, to that's more logical and less mean about it is he says, will you speak wickedly on God's behalf? Will you speak deceitfully for him? So basically, it's like, are you going to prop up God as the reason that you're being a shit? Which, yeah, <laughs> is basically what you see a lot of on Facebook, people doing exactly that. Um, Liberalism so basically is he a says, disease. He, he's, he's then saying that he, <laughs> he wants to basically defend himself to God. Um, he starts begging for an audience, which, you know, pretty brave. He says, only grant me these two things, God, and that I will not hide from you. Withdraw your hand far from me. All right. Stop fucking me up and then summon me and let me talk to you. He's like, that's all. Like, stop destroying everything. Just let me come to you and, and find out why this is happening. Right. I want to talk to the manager. I, I wonder. It, it almost feels like I'm going to do another analogy. It feels like the way people talked about like Keanu Reeves, and I guess they'll do, or maybe like Neil deGrasse Tyson, or ah, maybe even Joe Rogan throwing that bunch, where you have people defending somebody who is not 
invincible and is not the wisest person ever. And they're kind of tacking themselves onto him. Yeah. And with the exception of like Keanu Reeves, they're like, you know, it, it's kind of like, no, trust me. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson would never do that to you. Like f- Joe Rogan is a smart, wise guy who does all this bubble. You know, yeah, Keanu, yeah. Well, the worst are Elon defenders. The D- yeah, I guess that I would put that group where you put this person on a pedestal to the point where you're now defending him. Sure. Fine. But you're defending him as if he's invincible, you know. So yeah. that, that, that kind of argument, like we, you know, the three friends recognize that God is all powerful, all wise, and all knowing, and then they take it that step farther to be like, therefore, he would never just fuck over a random guy. I'm telling you, he would never do that. And so, yeah. kind of, Job is like, you don't, you're speaking for him, and yes. we're all kind of with the same sort of general vibe and agreement on God as a whether or not he owns all wisdom and shit. Uh, but the difference is I'm trying to tell you he would do those things. You know, he, he does do those things. He's doing it to me right now. You, you're defending him and you think you're doing it right. And you're defending God. Therefore, you know, th- that's the right stance to take, but you're taking it so far that you're now lie on his behalf. You know? Yes. That you're, you're being a bad representative. Like of him. if God were there, it'd be like his buddy, like he's at a dinner party and there's a poor guy in the other room. And he's like, Oh man, blah, blah. And this is like, don't worry. God will take care of you. I guarantee he's going to buy you out of that mortgage. And God's like, Oh no, don't, don't put me. I'm not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, that's God's got point. all the money in the world. He can definitely pay for your cancer treatment. And God's like, eh, I'm not going to. Though. The, the other end of this, of course, is that what a fucking maniac Job must sound like to them. Where they do wholeheartedly believe this, they are sure in their hearts that God punishes those who deserve it. And here this fucking lunatic is screaming that he wants an audience with God to defend himself. Like, I don't know, it's a little a little arrogant seeming, I guess. A little a little like uh a criminal, you know, who was caught doing something and it's like Yeah, I know it looks like me on this video camera, and I know my fingerprints and semen were all over the body. Right. But like Trust me, that's not what happened. And they're like, and his friends are like, dude. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Imagine that scene from Trading Places where he thought he had all those friends. I mean, I guess it's probably related to this. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's so similar. But, you know, where just two rich guys decide they're going to make a bet and fuck over a guy's life. And then all his friends immediately abandon him. And he's like, guys, I'm telling you, I didn't do that shit. They're like, we don't want your drugs. He's like, I don't sell drugs. <laughs> like, yeah. No, we, all, we all know you do. It's uh, it's a little absurd, um, and it's especially just because us as the audience gets to actually see what was happening in heaven, and kind of gives us this whole uh, special place to look down and judge all these people for being schlubs. Although in all likelihood, we would mostly just be doing the same thing. Um, so that's chapter thirteen. Uh, chapter fourteen is basically just an ode to how bad it sucks to be a human. Which is not a new thing for Job. He's already done that. Um, Yeah, he just goes off, you know, uh, we're like flowers. We pop up. We fucking go away. Um, You know, our days are determined. You know, we don't really have any say in how long we're going to live. We get fucking snuffed out. Um, He he says, at least there's hope for a tree. If it gets cut down, it might sprout again. Not us. Nope. We're fucked for good. It's just just miserable. He's so sad. (laughs) There's a couple things in it. one of the things, and I want to talk about this kind of this concept maybe more in depth, uh, is that Job considers death to be final, 
and to be yes. a rest. And maybe that's a is that what all Jews think? I mean, it seems to be in the middle of the Bible, so I, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, they don't really have like a heaven concept like Christians do. I don't right. think the, the idea of just dying and like, oh, what a fucking great nap, you know. Um, yeah. But. My Bible describes that the story of Job, and this is from a Christian perspective, I think, that the story of Job illustrates the concept of progressive revelation, that God isn't changing. God is revealing. You know, Abraham, Moses, all those dudes, they didn't know there was a heaven. God didn't feel like telling them. He didn't want to reveal it. You know, it wasn't until, I guess, this Christ dude that he's going to talk about the existence of heaven and sky cake and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that Job is kind of doing that in a little micro version of it, you know, like he's trying to tell them, Hey guys, I know you have this idea of God and you think you've got it all figured out, but I'm telling you there is more to it than I am trying to explain it to you. And that that's maybe also part of the point of Job is that I'm trying to tell you it isn't as simple or clear-cut as you're making it. There is additional revelation within this for you to understand. And that traditional wisdom and legacy mindsets and kind of this is how we've always done it isn't a one-size-fits-all. It can't just be this is what we've done for 300 years. I'm telling you, you have to reassess the foundations of our understanding of God. Yes, that makes sense. Um because here is the evidence in his life. The man knows for a fact that he didn't do anything to deserve it. And it, it totally collides with everything they hold dear. And, uh, man, what a place to be in. And on top of all that, to, of course, have to deal with the grief of losing everything you love and cherish in life. And, um, and I wonder, does God ever state that he's perfect? And this is just a light, light discussion i don't know that i've ever yeah. heard him say it i've heard a lot of people say it about him that's true um i think that he has it would be hard to nail down we i could, don't think he's ever fully stated that he was perfect i wonder if it's just a funny mistranslation over time you know like no he's perfect he's like i actually never said that and that I, would be funny if he had never said it because my bible's concordance says it a lot and it, it becomes one of those things where it's an established fact and everyone else is saying it, that God is the source of all wisdom, that he is perfect, and that even things that look like mistakes or fuck-ups are just his mysterious way or him testing us or him having a goof. You know, uh, him creating two kingdoms and having them fucking suck and kill each other, that was his idea of like, oh, well, this was for your benefit. And, and then creating a kingdom of Jews and then having them be destroyed, that's good. He did that on purpose. That's intentional, you know, and, and that I don't know that I've ever and maybe it's irrelevant, but I don't sure. know that God ever claimed or told Moses or anybody else back when he was even talking like, hey, I'm perfect in my fucking decision is decision. He kind of only ever, as far as I'm aware, established himself as an authority, as something unbendable. I am who I am. And these are my rules. And if you don't follow them, I'll fuck you up. Yeah, that actually, that actually makes a lot of sense. And that, yeah, I'm, so I'm scrolling through every mention. I found a website that has every mention of God being perfect, and it's always someone else saying it. And I wonder if that's just something, obviously, we're, we're obviously stretching here. Obviously, it's a here. book, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're stretching here to say, okay, With a well. a goal and an agenda, yeah. Yeah, 
but it's fascinating that yeah, let's let's say this let's say everything in the Bible is real, that they did it, that everything happened to the best of its telling. Um yeah, wouldn't that be funny if this whole time God's just kind of like a goof? Yeah, he's like, I never said I was perfect. I fuck up all the time. Remember that? Remember that time I left the oven on and uh, the Jews suffered for four hundred years in Egypt. <laughs> yeah, it makes you think. Um, that would be interesting. Remember when I created that, AIDS? <laughs> that was the CIA, but yeah, yeah, uh, the CIA working mysteriously through the CIA, yeah. and if then like if his prophet was like, "That was pretty good." What else you got? He's like, "Crack." Well, there are a lot of ways that the CAA lines up with God, I guess. Racist, uh, imperialistic. Yeah, I remember I when he was it. telling um, Hoover to uh, set up the assassination for Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was the FBI, but close enough. That's right. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it doesn't. Clearly, he's not perfect because he gets angry. He gets angry. Right. You know, he experiences emotion. Emotions can't be perfect. I, th- I think that you're right, that it's kind of silly that these Bible characters try to proclaim that he is. And That's then, of course, he's just a dick to Job. <laughs> no way around that. <laughs> That's the fun of it, yeah. I yeah. still can't wait to see what God actually has to say about this and whether or not it's going to I mean, you, you, you have you read ahead? Have you read recently? Okay. Because no. I know you say that God's going to dab on it. I'm interested, but I, well, I, I know that there. I know that is part of it, is that God shows up and, like, does his fucking, you know... uh coup de gras whatever he sets everyone straight I, I, yeah. like if i had to compare it i would almost like say there's a story where it's like you and me and your dog is walking up you know and you're like yeah. look at how much my dog loves me and you're like I, I of course he loves you give him treats and you don't beat him every day <laughs> and you're like watch this shit i'm gonna cut his fucking <laughs> paws off i'm like okay <laughs> like, <laughs> look he still wags his tail when i come home yeah look at that he still loves me. he's like cry. i Yes, fuck. And then all the other dogs are like, you must have been asking for it, bro. Did you do anything? He's like, I swear to God, I didn't. He's like, you must have jumped on the counter. He's like, I didn't. I I, I did not. I swear to And they're like, no, no, no. Well, you in this case, asked. it wouldn't really work because my dog would deserve that. <laughs> oh, Deimos would too. Yeah. Uh, my big yeah. boy. He. Uh, <laughs> this is unrelated. This is just tangible. No, we're turning we're this into dog a dog abuse. podcast right now. But yeah, yeah. but uh, my neighbor brought over some uh, Irish soda bread, which I love. And it is yeah. the third time he's brought over bread. He's brought us soda bread once before, challah bread, homemade challah bread Ooh. the second time, and now the soda bread. And his bread is always amazing. And we always get through exactly half of it, like, eat it, like oh, this is bread so good. I can't believe he brought it. Like, me and Missy just eating bread at midnight, just buttering yeah. bread, eating challah. And then we'll sit on the countertop, and then Damos will figure that shit out, mount the countertop, and just eat fucking half a loaf of soda bread. And I'm, like, so pissed. So this yeah. time I was like, I'm putting it on top of the fridge. He won't. Smart. And I took the step stool away. Because <laughs> he will use it. <laughs> he'll, use it. He'll, he'll, he'll figure it out. He'll use tools. Yeah, dogs are uh, awful. Fucking dogs. Um, but that's how I think of Job and, and God's relationship just as a dog. And, and, that, and that's kind of like, like, it's like, well, of course you worship him. He has all the peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> Give it that he taketh away. That he does. That we could all be uh, a better god slash dog owner there's a number um, of um I, I, there's a lot of burning questions uh so basically 14 is he's like yeah my life is shit but all life is shit and our days are numbered and god knows everything about us and he puts us on here for a very set period of time he knows how long we'll live again this is job asserted i don't think god ever made these claims but um in fact the more i think, I think about god that does claim, say that he knows that i think god knows says that he knows everything even if he's not perfect. I 
I don't know. I, I, I'm That's, kind of wondering. I'm not going to read the Bible again, I'll tell you that much. But yeah. I kind of wonder if I go through there and see if there's ever any specific instance where God's like, don't worry, I know what he's going to do. Uh, I, I know I know people's minds and hearts and exactly what they're up to. But um, maybe he did. It sounds like something that would have come up when Moses and the Golden Calf incident. Um, but, you know, it's like God puts us on this earth for a very finite p- patch of time. Uh-huh. Seconds to him. And he puts us on earth, makes us suffer, and then lets us die. And that's the fucking end of it, you know. And we're not like other things on the planet that can persist and live on and come back. And, you know, so um, I don't know. Life sucks. Yeah. He says, only if only you would hide me in the grave and conceal me till your anger has passed. That's probably where someone got the idea for the mummy. <laughs> Yeah, the Brennan Fraser movie. Again, it just also makes me think of like uh, a kid hiding from his drunk dad, and like he's like in the crawl space, just just hiding yeah. amongst the rats and spiders and shit. Just like, oh god, I just hope I hope he passes out, and when he wakes up in the morning, he'll be cool again. Yeah, what a doesn't mess. seem like a fun relationship. It doesn't seem healthy. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, he's a dick. It, 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 and now we're back to the, the drunk stepdad analogy. But yeah, it doesn't seem like a healthy relationship. It seems like, and like his friend's like, yeah, but your stepdad gives you like rides to school sometime. And he's got like, he'll always give you like a 20 for the arcade. I'm like, yeah, it comes it's at funny. a price. It's not consistently good. I'll tell you that much. He hits, he hits at something interesting near the end that kind of uh, is a slap to a lot of God's promises early in the Bible. He says, you know, even if our children are honored or if they're totally desecrated and killed, fucking I'll never know. Makes no difference to me when it's, you know, so often God is promising, I will make your children prosperous. That's kind of funny. It's yeah. the last couple of verses there. Yeah. His son, and he does not know, you know, like you'll never know if things worked out. And so, yeah. you know, death. Is What's the point? Of, you die. And then it's like, did things go well? I don't know. I'm sure Especially my grandpa's since, rolling in his grave knowing that I lost the farm. <laughs> that I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because uh, it's that, that promise of prosperous offspring is always so handled so like heavily. And and it's also uh, a lie because it <laughs> didn't turn out how God said it would, really. Well, we do have to reject modernity in, in, in the most tradition. <laughs> but, um, I also like that. I don't know. I, I don't know that Job is wrong. Job is a human. So yeah. My, my point of view is that like he says things in the context of the Bible, but it is a man saying them. So I don't know how much of the Bible we're supposed to take literally or understand is, is flawed. Because Job in, in chapter 12, I, I meant to go over it, we never did, but in, in chapter 12 especially is like where like Job is like, hey, you know, good people are losing their shit, but God is there making thieves rich. Yeah. And he's making people that poison our water fucking good, and, and their kids get into private school, and and the rest of us have to suffer and die, you know. And and God's yeah. just sitting there letting it happen, you know. Um, th- there's a bunch of blasphemers and atheists and absolute pieces of shit. They're just doing great, and then there's people yeah. that dedicate their entire life to the church, and he cuts their legs off, you know. Like this is, like, he's a piece of shit. Well, yeah, and He's I worship saying, him with every ounce of my being. And if you, yeah. if I if you say that I said something, <laughs> I will fuck you up. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's definitely it's such an interesting philosophical struggle he's going through. Um, it's well written. I will say, I kind of like it so far. We'll see how much I like it after we go through what fucking 
30 more chapters of just this 20 more chapters. Yeah. I, we got a lot more to cover, and but this is so much. I, I, I wonder if we'll just, I hope we'll finish the book. I don't know how much more there could be. Maybe two more episodes. I hope because it, it's a lot of the same old, I'm like reading some of the, you know, everyone's like, Job, you're a piece of shit. You fucking, you lie in garbage. And he's like, I fucking didn't do anything to deserve this. Also. I love God. It, it seems like a recurring theme. So I kind of, there's also, I mean, we're on what chapter thirteen. We just finished fourteen. Fourteen. We just yeah. finished fourteen. There are what forty fucking chapters, forty-two chapters in Job. Yeah, but it's the same shit over and over again. So, like, yeah. next up, we start with Eliphaz and Job, and then Bildad right. and Job, and Zophar and Job, and so it does. I think three, one, two. And, and if okay, those three, arguments are the same, then each just- guy gets three shots. Right. Right. So it goes Eliphaz, Bildad, so far three times. Mm-hmm. And then it gives Job's final defense. And then another dude comes out, Elihu. And then God gets involved eventually. So so we'll, we'll, we'll see. But I, I think I'm going to read before the next episode. I think I'm just going to read the rest of the argument point of view. Yes. And then we'll see. And we, we can, can sum it up. Sum up 14 through 32 or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just How take out a huge chunk. And get ready. Get ready for that to be a. a a trend because when we get to Psalms, holy shit. I mean, that's, it's the biggest book. I don't think we should do more than like two or three apps on it though. Probably. Fuck that shit. It's uh, just songs. Literally. There's a couple books. that are going to be like that. Ba, 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 ba. All right. Let's, like, uh, yeah. do we have a Twitter handle? Are we off? Are we off Twitter? No, that's your job. I'm going to get us on parlor. To- we're going to get on parlor. That's how we're going to No parlors <laughs> doesn't exist anymore. We're going to get on parlor. <laughs> Was that other one? Twitter. Fucking Rumble or whatever the fuck. I... Bumble? Oh, you want to pick up girls? Yeah, Tinder. Look, We're going to go on Tinder. Get us on Twitter. Podcast. Get us on Twitter. Get us on Reddit again. Start running the show. See how long you go without getting banned. We'll see then who's in the hot seat. All right. All right. Because uh, I think you're going to get banned way faster than me. <laughs> I do. Uh, I lasted for years, baby. I am much sort more of. directed in my anger. But anyway, yeah. uh, let's. Uh, Log you can send us an email. You can send us an email, revelationspodcast at gmail.com, but you can't follow us on Twitter. Unless you follow us individually. Yeah, but we, please don't we talk about exist the podcast. As like ghost accounts on Twitter, do we? No, I'm pretty active. I, I post pictures of my dog all the time. Right. Um anyway. If anyone wants that. It's he's so cute. Anyway, what we're gonna talk about at the end? Something about uh Milo, right? What was uh, it? We're well, we're talking back. about log cabin Republicans. It's kind of oh yeah, that's right. It's kind of an interesting history. Um, so the log cabin Republicans was a LGBTQ, I guess, probably basically just LG. Yeah, I don't think they like T. Yeah, no one does. Um, Whoa, in the Republican Party. Correct. Does anyone? I mean, ah, whatever. Uh, anyway, <laughs> there was the Briggs Initiative, a uh, an initiative. No, it, is, on the it has Cal- a T. Huh. Sorry, it does have the T in it. It has the T in it now, yeah. But I mean, come on, don't be fucking. I, I, okay. I, I would, I would love to see any log cabin initiative that for T people that is anywhere near the central, like gets any visibility within the. Uh, I, I think T's are too far from anything Republicans can stand for. They are they uh, trans people have become the new Muslims and Mexicans for Republicans, but um. Yeah, anyway, I can say that. I can see so, that. So, in November 1977, the 
Briggs Initiative. The Briggs Initiative, sponsored by John Briggs, a conservative state legislator, uh, sought to ban gays and lesbians from working in public schools in California. So that's the starting point. Californian yeah. Republicans being like, we don't want gays in schools. Yeah, we're well, one of them. We want to have adult male teachers raping children who are girls the opposite and sex. the opposite sex we want also 20 something 30 year old women sexing 11 to 14 year old boys that's the Correct. only molestation we're okay with yeah right uh so then um harvey milk and ronald reagan came out against it that's fun yeah and then i guess what a team on the success of that uh, Isn't Harvey of, Milk the one that beat the shit out of Madonna? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and anyway, they called themselves the Lincoln Club as a sort of a designation to like uh, call to the first Republican president, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. They're like, uh, remember, we used to like blacks. Oh, I get it now. The log cabin Republicans suggest that Lincoln founded the Republican Party on philosophies of liberty and equality. Yeah. That's the like irony being joking. that they've missed the great what is it called? The Great Flip? The Great Switch? After the Yeah, they started? don't believe that happened. You know that, right? Oh, they, they don't think, believe in that. Like, yeah, it's, it, that's one of the funny things was like Republicans being like, you know, Democrats were the party of slavery. And the Democrats are like, okay, well, let's tear down these statues of slave owners. And the Republicans are like, no, that's our culture. Whoa, whoa. That's, that's not ours. Like that. Not like that. <laughs> not like that. That's ours. That's ours. That's Those are our guys. Okay. It is funny. Um, but yeah, the, so uh, yeah, the idea that Lincoln... Uh, on the philosophies of liberty and equality, you know, are consistent within the platform of an inclusive Republican Party. Um, I don't think that's true. I think that the closest they've come to is the Mayanopolis, you know, and the Candace Owens of their, their sort of Uncle Tom characters. Sure. You know. Sure. I don't think white people get to call them Uncle Toms, but yeah, I get I, I do. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Candace Owens, fuck you. I love that Candace Owen is like talking about a political campaign. She's like, maybe I'll run for president. And like people were like, yeah, that's what the left really hates—a strong, independent black woman. That's what they hate the most. One of the ones that violates their double think. Should we call them nephew Milo's <laughs> instead of Uncle, Uncle Tom's, Tom's nephew Milo's? Yeah, because um, yeah. he's too young and chic to be an uncle. Let's call him Alter Boy Milo's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 